0: Hi.
1: Hey. I'm Leo. And I'm Sierra.
0: And we are your hosts. And this is Beyond the Rainbow.
1: Beyond the Rainbow is a show where we're going to tackle topics from racism to religion, homophobia and transphobia.
0: Fatphobia.
1: Fatphobia.
0: No, but we hope to bring you an opportunity to learn and have fun and just listen to some queers in a mic.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And... That's
1: it. Without further ado, let's get right into the episode.
0: Hey, Queen. Hey, Diva. I'm so excited that we're finally doing I'm this. I'm gagged. I am gay. Uh, first fun of the oh night. Oh, my
1: God. I didn't know you are coming out on this podcast.
0: This is a very emotional moment for me right now. Um, no, but I feel like we have talked a lot about doing something like this yeah. or... If not doing it by ourselves, just making, um, we have talked about how there isn't something like what we're we trying to do. Yeah. Right. Like when we talk about space and when we talk about our experience in this world, I think that we often think about not the spaces we occupy, but the lack of spaces we have. Mm. Right. So. I and don't the know.
1: gap of space that. We, we there's a need for in right. our community right yeah
0: so should we introduce ourselves first of all should. first of all what is this what is this what this, are we doing what there? are we doing little, why little... are two queers sitting in the chair we are part of a wonderful organization that's mm-hmm. called stone one columbus period if you know us then you're the one yeah uh, if you don't know us uh, you are probably familiar with us because the organization that we work for Plans and uh, produces all of the pride festivities for Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. It has been doing so for 41 years. We've been around a minute. Period. And, um, And even though we work here, this particular essence of, or this particular space, I don't think it's related to the work that we do, right? Yeah. This is literally just...
1: So we wanted to do this regardless but we thought what is a way in which we could already have a platform so stonewall has given us that platform um but this podcast will not serve to talk about who stonewall is or in specific the work that we do this is kind of an umbrella of
0: i feel like we should unpack the name
1: first okay and
0: what it means kind of, like, for yeah. us. Yeah, So, beyond the rainbow, mm. ponderings of our queer lives. Period. 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 <laughs> I feel like it's important to say, to me, beyond the rainbow means, I don't know, I guess there is this kind of, like, image of what a queer person is mm-hmm. or what a, how does a queer person live their lives, you know? Yeah. But I often wonder what's beyond that right right what's beyond the rainbow right and that's you know that's the allegory of what's beyond our everyday existence right because we all ponder things throughout our lives right from the moment you realize that you are queer or that you are part of something different you pondered for everyday lives or more complicated and intricate themes so I feel like we chose on... We had some pretty funny names. Yeah. We have some pretty funny names, um, but we chose... I don't
1: species. remember uh, some of the outtakes.
0: Um, Wasn't one... Two Queers and a Mic. That was the one. Two
1: Queers and a Mic. I think there was, like, "Gaze of Our Lives. Gaze of Our Lives, which... Which is already a podcast. Don't go listen to theirs, though. Yeah. Stay our, State ours. Uh...
0: Yeah, if you're thinking of making a podcast, don't call it Beyond the Rainbow. Because... It was I was gonna
1: say we own the rights but we certainly do not we but we could
0: we can't afford to but if we could one day we would. Well, one we day, might. We
1: would. Uh, you know I think you're on the on um, absolutely right because I feel like the symbol of a rainbow right has become such a thing it's become such a like commercialized thing honestly right. um, and I still think there's an element of it that is like symbolic and meaningful but for a lot of queer people, for a lot of trans people, the rainbow means so much more. And so like I think that is what we attempt to do and are going to attempt to do in this podcast is like really get underneath the surface of like what is there beyond just our sexual identity, like right. what does that really mean to us? Right.
0: Because I think that a lot of times we come to we come to terms without our identity as our human self as a whole, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, we don't take it in consideration that our human being, our human self, our image, ourselves as a whole, takes parts of a lot of different places, yeah. and yes, our sexual identity, sexual orientation, whatever, forms part of that, but I don't think it's fully, that doesn't make you a person, it's, just, yeah. it's a part of who you are. But it's not entirely present. I think it's
1: important for folks to know what our backgrounds are, because right. I think uh, one, it establishes credibility, but two, it provides like a foundation for why we have the perspectives that we have, because right. you and I are similar in a lot of ways, but like our backgrounds are completely, completely different. different. We have completely different racial identities. We grew up in different countries, mm-hmm. right?
0: So I grew up in Mexico. you did. I grew up in a very small town, which mm. we're not gonna disclose, but just know that I grew up in a very small town. Did
1: Mexico. they have a pride there?
0: They didn't, and mm. you know what? I was just last year actually. Um, there was the first one that he ever did. Wow. It was like three people and somebody selling water. flag. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> it was, but it, I mean, it's a start.
1: That's um, cool, though. That's that's like cool. cool to be a part. Of yeah. that, yeah, and my mom was like, Oh, did you see that they have? and I'm
0: like, Yeah, you, you know, like, okay, like yeah. about a year ago, a year and a half, well, a year and a few months, mm-hmm.
1: let's say,
0: mm-hmm. um, I decided to pick up my life from my small town in Mexico, yeah, and move out to the United States. Now, I feel like for a lot of people. And I always get this question, of, why did you move to Ohio? Like, why Ohio? Yeah, girl. And I'm like, anywhere in the world. From anywhere in the world, why Ohio? And I think that a lot of folks don't realize how different immigration stories look like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I come from a place of a privilege in terms of I was able and privileged enough to be able to have the resources to do it through legally immigration yeah right i had to the privilege to hire a lawyer i had the privilege to fly to the country in a plane i had the privilege to have a visa be
1: greeted with family when you got here
0: i was greeted with family i had a place to, a place to stay yeah. i had food to eat but i feel like for so many different folks it's so different yeah and so um scary and so daunting and also I think that a lot of the uh, reasons behind of why people emigrate is also very different yeah right? like I moved because I was presented with the opportunity right but there are people that move countries because they're political refugees because they are being threatened mm-hmm. because they want a better life for their children or their families right. um, so I feel like it's
1: like move or die right yeah
0: essentially so I feel like in in that sense I have been very privileged of, you know, I wouldn't say the easy way because it causes a lot, not only monetarily, but emotionally and yeah. physically
1: and all of that. But, um. What was that experience like moving here?
0: It was very cathartic, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never consider myself to be. I never consider myself to. have stayed there at my hometown I would have never stayed there regardless of where I moved yeah I never did realize or I never imagined that I was gonna move here that I never thought about Um, but I always knew that I was gonna move out but it was very cathartic because you're starting when you are in a place that's very I'm gonna say I'm gonna say imagine like when a plant is growing in acidic soil Mm. So you are a seed and you are planted in soil that's very acidic. Therefore, there are limitations as to where you can grow or what you can be.
1: Mm.
0: And there are other things that come from that, right? Like one of the things that I often say, it's because of that, my life and my choices are always very public in the sense of you are the exception. You are the plant who's going to grow out of the acidic soil, and it's going to move out, and you're going to be successful, and you're going to be this, and you're going to be that, and, you're mm. that third. and that made that all of my life was very public. So I had a struggle with finding my own empowerment to be private. Yeah. And and I don't know. I just thought about that because you mentioned that, but um,
1: yeah, because you're an incredibly private person. Because I am
0: very much private. And I don't like to share much stuff about me because I've learned to gain that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You took that power back. I took that power back. You never had
1: that before. Right.
0: But um, it was very cathartic because I never quite realized that I was kind of like the last resource of my close a circle of mm. you're gonna be the one you're gonna be the one who does that or you're yeah. gonna be the one who's gonna step out of the circle I always interpreted like oh you're just making it hard on me I'm like you know I often wonder why Why do I have to be the one right but I never quite realized that it was not only them it was also part of my own personality and how I am as a person that impulsed me to move so it was very much cathartic it was very eye opening in terms of I have always been like, well, not always, but for a long period of my life, I've been like, I don't need help. I don't, um, I can figure it out on my own. I can, you know, but then I had to move here and I had to receive help. Yeah. Right. Because I couldn't have done it without it. And that process was very eye opening of asking for help does not make me less of of a strong person yeah you're not weak you're
1: not you're not unable to do it right
0: yeah it's just you need help yeah right so that was a very cathartic moment and eye-opening situation for me Um, also losing financial independence Mm -hmm. that takes a toll on anyone if you're someone out there who suddenly finds themselves struggling with money because they moved because whatever reason I feel you. Yeah. And I be like everyone else is feeling you, especially right now during this economy that we are seeing. Because it's so... You don't realize how much you're attached to it yeah. until you lose it.
1: And your pride, your humanity, your, like, esteem as a, as a person, it, like, so much of it is tied to not even wealth, but just, like, financial status, yeah. ability to, like, take care of your basic needs. Yeah. And... You kind of forfeited that when you moved a little bit.
0: Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, essentially, because it's like I have this yeah. in my pocket, yeah. and I'm gonna stretch it out as much as I can. You did, and with it, eight dollars in a dream. Eight dollars in a dream. Inside joke. <laughs> if you know it. You know it. But um. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's you know that's what it was about. I mean, um, What else? Yeah. Should I share with the public?
1: So you've been here about in a year and a half.
0: Been here a year and a half. What's well, yeah, we can cut in a year we'll and a half. We'll
1: say a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has your perspective of moving changed in that time?
0: Moving is, first of all, fucking tiring.
1: Oh, my God, girl.
0: The amount of energy both emotionally and just energy. Mm -hmm. Like, who's got the time? Who's got the time? Especially moving countries. Um,
1: I've moved, like, six times in, like, four years.
0: And that's something we need to work on. And
1: it's... I literally bury me in my current apartment. I don't want to leave ever
0: again. (laughs) Right. It's so... I'll have you move out, but...
1: I feel like some...
0: For me, at least, it was necessary. I had to step out of there because what was I going to do there? Right. Right. Um, And we can talk about many other social aspects of why people don't thrive in that environment. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be super successful here in Columbus, but what I'm saying is...
1: I think you already are.
0: Thank you for saying that because that's what... I I mean, I feel like I have found such a great community Mm. here that... And we can talk about what it means to be community and whatever, but... I have found this sense of
1: <laughs> rolling your eyes?
0: connectiveness yeah. here that I never had where I grew up because there was nothing that kept me connected to that place. Mm. I mean, and I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I am very proud to say I'm Mexican, I come yeah. from here, I come from this place, sure. I come from this very rough environment, whatever. I'm proud to say that, but that doesn't mean that I wanted to stay there. Yeah. So don't get it confused, y'all, because no. I know y'all be like, mm, well, he's saying that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying
1: It's like separating the art from the artist.
0: In that like There's a
1: yeah. is a cultural aspect to you that we will always love. Right. Like, there, my
0: roots are rooted in the base of I am Mexican. Absolutely. I am a Mexican gay man. I speak Spanish. I do Mexican stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that your your immigrating here has not removed the way that you show up as a Mexican immigrant and the culture is very deep in you it's deep in your the and way even you the cook culture the way you barriers, speak yeah
0: right like the way you know and that's I was listening to someone someone I don't know that, but that's something I cannot remove from myself just like I cannot remove me being gay I cannot remove me being Mexican yeah Or you cannot remove you from being black, for that matter.
1: Yeah. So,
0: but I guess that's, you know, as I said, everyone's story is different. And um, I think that there aren't, or at least I have not seen a lot of stories of LGBTQ immigrants Mm. and nowhere. So I'm really, really um, keen on hearing everyone's experience. Because especially if you come from a country like my like, Mexico, for instance, is a little bit more, I wouldn't say conservative, but it's, there are places that are a little bit more close to the idea, so, but I mean, but, well, now's your turn, so, uh,
1: yeah, so, I mean, my story is very different, I grew up an hour from here in, I'll say it, Dayton, Ohio, uh, born and raised in Ohio I've always been here I went to college here and then this is my third time living in Columbus actually the first time was right after college and I was so depressed here because I didn't have that community that you speak about like that was literally when I think about it that was what was missing I had no one here and not even just like oh I don't have friends but like friends that care and want to see you thrive and want to support you and like someone you can just call up at any hour of the day with any issue. I didn't have that. Um, so then pandemic happened, moved back home, um, moved here again last year for a job. And then I lost that job and I was forced to move home again. And I had never been in such a low place because I was like, I don't want to be home. I know I can do better for myself. I was like, in the first few years of like really coming out and discovering who I was and what that meant to me and what my like queer identity meant. And I was like, more than anything, I want this community. Like I need people. I need someone who is going through the same thing as me. I felt like so lonely um and then i moved back late last year for this job yeah. and it literally felt like the Click. stars aligned yeah like yeah. everything clicked and i like describe that to people when i met you as well like i've t- i've told people i was like when i met leo like something just
0: clicked. because parentheses, i think that it's worth noting how we met that we met here we met here because a lot of people would believe that we've known each other for a longer period of time. Yeah. And we really haven't, but we have really... It's been
1: less than six months. But we've... Has it been, yeah. Have you been counting? Well, I mean, it's the same as my job. Well, essentially, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I have been counting. So... Um, every day. <laughs> we're on <laughs> yeah, day <every> 192. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um,
0: Just 75 to go, girls. <laughs> just 75 to go. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's been less than six months.
0: Yeah, but I feel like we are different in the sense we are different, but we also connect on some key spaces. Yeah. So it not it, it doesn't have to be with the fact that we're queer. I think it has to no, be with... No, I think
1: that that is the least of the way yeah. that we... C- yeah, I don't because know. It is, but it, it isn't. If it,
0: if anything is different, is the fact that I like men.
1: And I like women. Yeah,
0: so yeah. I... But what I'm saying So, literally,
1: you talk about men, and I'm like, okay.
0: Okay. And (laughs) I don't talk about men. First of all, I would say, oh, like, this guy's cute. But then that's it. Period. Uh, Okay. Yeah. um,
1: We'll let them believe that.
0: We'll let them believe that. Period. But yeah, but the thing is, we have this great chemistry. And I feel like it's because we've grown comfortable with each other. Yeah. To the point where we can or not talk or do whatever without worrying of
1: like... Oh. You were skeptical of me at first, weren't I you? I was,
0: yeah, I yeah. was skeptical of you. Yeah. I, not because I didn't, not because of you necessarily. Yeah. It was more like a me thing because that, that's how I am with people. Mm. Like I, you know, like once I, because I have trust issues. So once I trust you, then I trust you. But before that...
1: I'll never forget. It was like my first week of work. Because I'd obviously met you, like, through the interview process. But, like, oh, yeah. it was, like, very quick. Yeah. The interview process. The interview <laughs> It was very quick. Whatever. Uh, but I'll never forget, the like, my first week of work. I, obviously, like, your first week is, like, really scary. Or at least yeah. it is for me. I don't know. I always just get really anxious. Like, am I doing a good job? And it's like, girl, it's day two. No one gives it's a like, shit.
0: You're just parking the parking
1: lot. <laughs> Literally. Um... But you made me feel so welcome and you asked me which foreshadowing became the start of lunch club because you power asked me have. like day three or something, like, should we eat lunch together? And then we did and we talked for like I don't know, an hour an or hour, whatever. Which is
0: we and it was really the start of something because if there's something you should know about the stonewall is prior to our arrival to this place, nobody nobody not nobody
1: one person Not
0: one person ate lunch in A this lunch. building. And I'm like, I'm the type of person who I like to eat lunch because if I don't eat, then I'm gonna be thinking that I'm hungry and I'm not gonna do what I'm supposed to do. But none of one of these bitches were eating. We're eating.
1: (laughs) Um, And if you're not familiar with like the Stonewall team, it's a very very small team. It's less than I think there's eight of us. us. There's eight of us now. Uh, And back then, but when I started, it was six.
0: We were down to four. Because trails down the two. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but no one ate lunch. No
0: one ate lunch, so we were like. So
1: we started the official lunch club.
0: Yeah, and it, I think it's a good space. It's a, like good timeout for our work days, yeah. especially because our workday skin looks so very different from one another yeah that it's a good space where we can just sit with each other and kind of like and talk. it's
1: become a space too where we like check in on each other like yeah. have you eaten today? Yeah are you good? Can you step away from that for yeah. a second and come sit at the table and like join in community like the thing that we join a the number one thing we aim to do is make space right. for community right so why would we not do it with ourselves with ourselves?
0: It's giving very much Supper's ready Turn off
1: the TV (laughs) Dinner bell
0: It's dinner time
1: Oh my god We should get a bell No I'm gonna get one I have the Amazon account So
0: I don't I have the Instagram account Follow us on Instagram You do Follow us Yeah okay
1: wait We haven't even explained Are we gonna go into our roles
0: I feel like we shouldn't Shouldn't? No Okay Because I don't think Who cares I don't think it's a Thing that I don't think it's relevant to what we're saying. All right. So I don't think that's a that's a no. Pardon
1: me. They, I mean, they know who we are.
0: Do they? <laughs>
1: Probably not. Probably not. It's okay.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah. So you grew up black. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to know. Yeah. What it was for you to grow up in, because I know that you have grew up in a lot of predominantly white spaces. Yeah. So I want to know how it was like for you as a self-identified queer woman, black woman, incredible, the funniest bitch in the room. What it was, <laughs> especially having, I would say, a big family in terms of you have three sisters yeah. and you're all women. Yeah. So how, what it was like for you to kind of like come to terms with your
1: own? I think the more and i've done like a lot of introspection on my racial identity and i feel like i grew up in an incredibly biracial space like if i look back it was not predominantly white it was not predominantly black it was truly like there was symmetry in both spaces there was like time and a place and a space for everyone to coexist i come from a very um blended family so my mom is white my dad is black for like holidays we often blend my dad's side of the family and then honestly like people from my mom's side of the family will come we often brought people from church who was like they were like our chosen family at that point anymore probably not for me um but growing up that those were the people that I considered family as well and so it was like I was exposed to people that looked like me people that didn't look like me people that looked like a, a blended version of me um and I grew up in a pretty I'll say pretty diverse for Ohio right like it was not a predominantly POC school it was predominantly white but it was enough that I felt like I was not underrepresented. It was not like I walked through halls and it was like, there goes the black girl. Like, it I blended in like I wanted to. Um, but going off to college was rough because my high school and my, you know, my elementary school, they were like pretty diverse. And then I went to a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution, and Girl, it was few and far between. Like I joined a sorority.
0: no I, I had to
1: assimilate. I had to, I, um,
0: what was the name of your sorority?
1: I don't Can think we, say. I don't think we should okay. say. Because I got beef with them.
0: She said <laughs> you a big
1: to me. That but I was the only black girl in my whole sorority and it was the struggle. It was glaring.
0: The, what I find most hurtful well not hurtful but what I find worth noting is whenever you were the one different you are the only one who realizes that you have to code switch in order to thrive in that environment mm-hmm. and then everyone else is like oh yeah you're so cool whatever and yeah. then you suddenly step out of the act for a minute because you're tired because you're exhausted of code switching and yeah. they suddenly are like why are you acting like this and you're like you only knew this is my actual self yeah so i i i can see that
1: yeah but i feel like that is what is special about like your and i's relationship is like we never have to code switch around each other quite the opposite actually so it's like it's never and like you hear about people being like energy drainers and takers but like it's a it's a completely different level when you're code switching right like you could have the best time with your friend who's white and there's still going to be energy drained from that because you're having in some capacity to code switch to like be just a little bit different with you it's that's never the case and I feel like that is the big thing if I'm thinking about like my childhood it's like I was pretty much always code switching because all of my friends were white and I love them dearly and a lot of them I'm still friends with but like it was bad. Like, it, it, would, well, it was tiring. Uh, yeah, right? it, was, it got to the point where it was, like, visibly, I would literally, like, shed a layer when I got home. And I would just, like, come home and I got to exist wholly as the authentic version of myself. But, like, at school, she was never there.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's why we kind of, like, resonate with what we do here at the center. Because we have found that space where we can be our full expanse of selves. Yeah. With no forethought of what the author is gonna think mm. of me, right? Or how, how am I being perceived beyond what you should always do? Yeah. And that, this is something that I often yeah. say that you should always be mindful of your words and the, what you're putting out there. But here, it, it's not only that. I mean, that's, you know, we all are respectful with each other. But what I'm saying is, there is in this forethought of, I have to be agreeable to them. Mm-hmm. Right or I have to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Digestible for them. Yeah. Which is something that I always palatable.
1: Palatable. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is something that I always felt too, or that I felt for a very long time. It was I had to be this very square-minded individual in order to be digestible by people who I looked up to. Yeah. And you know, and in conversations with some of the staff and with you know, even with Denta, I'm like, you are someone that I see so unattainable because of where I come from Mm. that I don't think it's real that I'm here. Yeah. So it's, that's why I hold this space very, very high level because it's a space where I know we don't have to do any of that.
1: I think it's like, it's such a powerful space for both of us because at some point in both of our lives it felt so far out of reach it felt like such a place that we both truly really needed but yeah. there was just no way to like attain it yeah and like whether that be in our racial identity or in our LGBTQ identity or the intersectionality of the two of them is like we show up authentically as ourselves and you're right there's no like and
0: we are valued there's
1: for that. no second thought of like <sighs> okay i'm a gay person right now like turning it on it's just like that is who we wake up as and we get to come to work as and there's no like there's power in that
0: yeah it's healing in a way it is i and i said this morning my office days because i have another gig my office days are my favorite days yeah because i know that at the end of the day i'll be tired yeah i mean I'll be here eight hours, more than eight hours sometimes. Yeah. Right. I'll I'll be tired, but I'll be not. I'll not be drained. Yeah. Right. Like at the at the end of the day, my spirit will be intact, will be nurtured, will be loved, will be accepted, and that's something that I always go home with. I'm like, okay, it was a good day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen at my other gig, right? Yeah. Or that that doesn't happen at my house, or it doesn't. But it's a different level of community. Yeah. And it's a different level of comfort right like i am comfortable here if i want to come into work wearing i don't know whatever i want i'm comfortable enough to do that if yeah. i want to express an opinion on whatever it is yeah i am comfortable enough to do that whereas in another space because of how i present right to the world is that them presenting male mexican immigrant with an accent yada you name it i don't have that comfort
1: You're going to have to diminish some part of yourself in order to survive. Well, because in order to
0: make sure that I don't get hate crimes. Hate
1: crimes, yeah. I mean, it is that serious. Yeah. It is.
0: That's why we get along, because we're so different. Yeah. That we just connect. You know what I'm saying? Like a magnet.
1: Well, I think, and the reason why we decided to start this podcast is because we've noticed that, like, on the surface, right, like, you and I are probably the two funniest bitches that have ever walked the planet, like. I would hand to the Bible Bible, say that not the Bible hand to ask around and you'll find out Lady Gaga is born this way on vinyl I would say that's true however the depth that you and I bring in normal conversations Mm. pretty much all of the conversations that we have is like You challenged my thought process and my ideas and, like, just because you have such a different perspective than I do on a lot of things that we can have those, like, really stimulating conversations that are, like, yeah, they're kind of funny. But, like, mostly it's, like, oh, wow, I walked away from that, like, learning something and understanding myself a little bit better.
0: Yeah. No, we definitely, I mean, it's the same for me. I, you know, I grew up in, in a third world country, but there isn't. I want to. I don't want to say there isn't diversity, but there isn't diversity because the people you grew up around, you grew up around, yeah. and it doesn't matter that they're not white. They're still the same kind of people. Mm. So, it's very. And I often say this. It's very important for me to get to hear or listen to the experiences of everyone because that forms my own uh, way of thought. Yeah. Right. And I like to look at the world as a place where. Everyone is, um, let me rephrase that. I like to look at the world where our differences does not separate us, but unite us, Mm. right? Because no piece of a puzzle is the same. They're all different. Truly. So, I don't know. So, I guess... Whoever is listening to this You have to excuse the fan of our AC That's acting <laughs> up And I just noticed that And I'm like Ooh, mama
1: I mean, this is not going to be The most polished podcast you've we ever heard We
0: are working the best but we can But you
1: will learn something
0: you, Well, we hope so, right?
1: No, I think you can I think so, And also worth mentioning We it. are
0: no experts, right? This is Oh, yeah This is our life experience
1: Purely opinionated Okay,
0: <laughs> this is our life experience, right? At the end of the day, we are saying things that we pondered in our lives, yeah. right? That we have to come to, we have had to come to terms with, uh, but we are no experts on, you know, anything for that matter, other than how to dress cute. Period.
1: Period not. Period or
0: <laughs> So cute. we're 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 gonna try to come to you, at least once a month. We're gonna try.
1: You'll see us when you see us.
0: We'll, yeah, you'll yeah. see us when you see us. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of work. We're busy. We're busy. We're booked. We are booked because Pride is around the corner, guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need you. We need you to make it happen. Please. Yeah.
1: But also, Pride is every single day.
0: Truly. Pride 65.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 65? Oh, 365.
0: 365. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stonewall Pride 365. Period. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say today? Audience,
1: oh, I think we'll just keep it cute, keep it short.
0: We for today's episode, yeah, yeah. We
1: just want to give you a little background on who we are, and I'm sure we'll talk more in depth of like oh, yeah. our perspectives as we enter different topics. But,
0: yeah. well, did you enjoy this time?
1: I, I loved it. it,
0: it's so natural to I me. I loved it. And the thing is that it's so natural for me to just talk with you, yeah, and like that it's just it doesn't like. You know what I'm saying?
1: Now we just get to film it. Now we just
0: get to film get it. Get paid to do it, and ooh, we'll see about that.
1: I mean, <laughs> but, um, we've essentially created a new job <laughs> we for ourselves that we are receiving work. no extra compensation uh, But we love anyway, the work we do. Yeah, I am.
0: I think positive. you
1: have to here, right? Like,
0: yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you can do it without loving. it. Yeah, for this industry, at least. Yeah is the nonprofit sector I feel like if any other sector I always believe that you have to have a positive attitude with whatever you do right I mm-hmm. mean I understand that there are bad days but I mean
1: yeah. you know
0: what you're gonna do about it yeah. so might as well just
1: but I consider it like wholly a privilege to love what you do yeah. because I have been in jobs where I'm like I hate this job but Ooh. it was a paycheck and you I mean well, you do it. point blank period, everyone needs a paycheck. But to be able to make money and also like really love what you do is like the greatest gift in the world.
0: Yeah. And I, I always say that I am super honored and grateful for to be in this space, yeah. right? Because something that I love, I've gained community from it, I've gained knowledge in areas of things that I never thought I was gonna get. Yeah. So um yeah. I, I love it. We love what we do. But it we get tired sometimes. That is true. But
1: yeah, we do.
0: That doesn't mean we don't love it.
1: But then we go to sleep and we start the next day. We rest it up. Yup.
0: We take some cold medicine <laughs> and we wake up dizzy.
1: Should we do what's the truth?
0: All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. What's
1: your truth today? Okay.
0: I'm going to share that my truth today. So I, I don't know why. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. why. I think I caught, like, the sniffles or something, or mm-hmm. I had like, a cold. Uh, I tested myself for COVID two times, and both times were negative, so it's not COVID. Uh, but my throat has been sore, and I kind of have, like, a runny nose, and my voice is sounding a little weird, because this is not my... Don't get a, don't get used to this voice, because it's not my...
1: It's it's, it's almost back to okay. normal. Um, I don't know how it sounds recorded, but... Oh, probably not good. This morning you were like, and I was like, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> we're recording a podcast. Not today. a recording day. <laughs> it was like It's prom day.
0: Uh. Anyway, so I was feeling I've been feeling I've been feeling like that for a couple days. So yeah. yesterday after work, I took one of those teas or whatever like over the counter medication. Yeah. And it made me drowsy. So I took it before bed and I literally when I tell you it wasn't even half an hour when I was like literally on my bed falling asleep and i woke up this morning and i was still feeling like that Mm -hmm. i was like that's my truth for today that's your your truth
1: my truth is this weather girl really
0: yeah wow you don't like it
1: no i love it oh i've been in my season of repression was this year Really? a little bit yeah it was i mean it was just in the way of like because I'd never lived alone in the winter, mm-hmm. so at least there's that element of, like, yeah, friendship. Mm-hmm. When you go home, I like, forcing someone forcing you to be like, hey, let's watch a movie. But, like, going home alone in the dead of winter, yeah. girl, that was some sad
0: days. Those days that we had a snowstorm, was it around Christmas?
1: Yeah, every time we've had a snowstorm, I've been home. Oh, you've been in it? Yeah, you've been in luckily. The
0: yeah. I was going to say... This is this the end of this episode? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. If you made it out of the way over here, we really appreciate you. Um,
1: we hope you enjoyed it.
0: We hope you enjoyed I it. I loved
1: it. I loved it too. Um,
0: thanks to Jamie for helping us. Yes. Um, our director
1: of production. Our, our production director. Our producer, executive producer.
0: Because we That's her. Uh, couldn't do it without her. That's her. Um, and we'll, we'll see you in the next one.
1: Bye. Bye.